Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Mark Blunden and this is The Leader. HSBC has snapped up the British arm of Silicon Valley Bank for just £1 in a Government and Bank of England brokered deal. It marks the most significant such bailout since the 2008 financial crisis. This latest development follows late-night talks over the weekend after the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank's US parent company amid concerns about its liquidity. Private sale means hundreds of British tech startups are saved from financial disaster as Chancellor Jeremy Hunt insisted all deposits were protected. The buy-up sparked markets turmoil despite a plea to stay calm from boss Greg Becker on a conference call to investors. To discover more about the fallout from Monday's financial bombshell, the leader podcasts joined by Jesse Griffiths, who's chief executive of Vauxhall-based Finance Innovation Lab. Jesse, what do we know? Silicon Valley Bank is, or was, a very big bank, so the 16th biggest bank in the US. And as the name suggests, it was largely a bank for tech companies. And it made a big mistake, basically. It shifted a lot of its money, its assets, into government bonds, which then lost value when interest rates went up. That means it lost quite a lot of money. Depositors found out about this. They lost confidence in the bank and they started withdrawing all their deposits. And this is what's known as a classic bank run. The moment depositors lose confidence in the bank, withdraw the deposits, the bank collapses. And that's exactly what happened. And then what happened in the UK? Silicon Valley Bank had a UK subsidiary, which was also declared bankrupt effectively. And many, many tech companies in the UK were banking with that subsidiary and had no access to their cash, basically. And they were worried they wouldn't be able to pay staff. And they sent a very plaintive letter to the Chancellor asking him to help bail them out. What was Silicon Valley Bank's business model? And was it different from high street banks? So yeah, it's an unusual bank in that it mostly caters for startups in the UK and in the US, which means typically tech companies that are trying to grow very fast and need a lot of investment capital coming in to grow and then you know hopefully become a household brand. That's their idea. But these are very inherently very risky businesses. And in a sense, that made this a very risky bank on in terms of the customers it had. And so what's really quite shocking about this whole 
fiasco is why the regulators on both sides of the pond didn't anticipate that this type of bank might need more tight regulation than other kinds of banks. So how could it fail? On the capital side, it's a fairly ordinary bank. And what had happened to it, in effect, was that actually it had done very well in the last couple of years. And lots of companies had moved their money into the bank. And so it had actually, I think, tripled in size in the last couple of years. And it had grown very quickly. And what it tried to do was to put that extra money into what it thought were safe assets, bonds, but without thinking about the fact that those assets could collapse in value. So it hadn't hedged that bet it was making. And that was a big mistake, which led to its collapse. And what have the US and British government roles been? So two things have been happening. In the States, the government and the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation had been trying to find a way to protect the depositors, which is always the key thing here. So they take over the bank, they try to make sure the depositors are protected, and they've managed to do that, but they couldn't find anybody yet to buy the bank. In the UK, the government has managed to find a buyer for the bank. So HSBC will take over Silicon Valley Bank, and that means that the people who bank there will be safe. Let's go to the ads coming up. Are there any parallels with the 2008 financial crisis? Why not hit rate and follow in the meantime? You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewellery. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewellery of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Welcome back. Jesse, what do you think the fallout will be for other financial institutions? Actually, another bank, Signature Bank, has also gone bust in the US. So there's still a big question about what the ripple effects of this collapse will be. It looks like it's not going to lead to another big financial crisis, but it will have significant effects on the tech sector and on the economy more general and more broadly. I think it asks really worrying questions about the state of the financial system and the state of regulation of that system. So actually, you'll remember this is the second time in six months that the state, the government and the regulators have had to intervene to prevent a financial crisis. So in September, we had the Bank of England having to extend a five billion pound line of credit to pension funds because they look like they would collapse after the mini budget sparked an increase in interest rates. So there's quite a lot of fragility in the financial system at the moment because interest rates are going up. And so we don't know which other institutions might be at risk. And I think the big question is why aren't we then looking at tightening up regulation, making sure that no other institutions 
are in a similar situation. Do you think there are any parallels with the 2008 financial crisis? I think it's obviously nowhere near as serious as that. And people shouldn't, I think, be worrying that we're about to suffer that kind of situation right now. But the thing about 2008 is obviously we didn't know that it was going to happen until it happened. So financial instability is always hidden, which is why we need regulation that really gets into these financial institutions and checks everything and make sure they have the right capital uh, to protect us. And actually, we, we did quite a lot of improvement of regulations after 2008. Uh, but now the government is trying to roll back on some of those regulations, which for me is extremely worrying. In this time of instability and change, we should actually, I think, be strengthening regulation. So one key example is one good thing we did after 2008 global financial crisis was we introduced what's called a ring fencing regime, which separates big banks, retail the part, the retail part of the bank, the high street part, the part that you and I use from the risky investment part. And that's sensible because then if something, if the risky part has a problem, it doesn't mean that affects the banks that you and I use. But actually the government is looking to review and weaken that regime now when really it should, I would argue, be thinking about strengthening it at a time like this. Looks like HSBC's got a pretty good deal. Well, yes. And I think the fact that both the US and the UK parts of that bank have been rapidly resolved in the sense that one has been sold to HSBC. And in the other case, the government is saying in America that depositors are all protected and it's fine, shows the bank wasn't actually in such a bad state. It was mostly the fact that the bank run and the loss of confidence led it to collapse. So I don't think it's a case of the bank was um, totally bankrupt and insolvent it was more it just suffered from a classic bank run so probably hsbc which of course is many many times larger than silicon valley bank so it won't be a huge difference for hsbc yeah it probably has got a very good deal what's the significance of the one pound sum so basically when a bank collapses like that the government steps in or the state steps in the regulators to try to protect the depositors the people who have accounts at the bank but in doing that, they wipe out the shareholders. So the shareholders get nothing in this kind of situation. Uh, and that's why the government is able to sell the bank for a pound, because the shareholders who used to own the bank get nothing. Finally, Jesse, thank you for your time. What would be the worst case scenario if the government hadn't stepped in? Well, this we know this from history. So in the 19th century, there are a number of big bank runs like this, which led to serious financial crises, regular serious financial crises across the UK economy and the global economy. And that's when gradually rules were changed to make sure that the, the, the regulators and the government always step in when a bank run happens to prevent it from leading to further instability. Because obviously, once people lose faith in one bank, it's quite likely everybody starts to question whether their bank is also secure. And so that's why we have you know, deposit protection insurance in the UK up to £85,000. Your money is safe in any bank up to that amount and in the States. And that's why the regulators always step in very quickly to try to resolve the situation. But really, the point is, we should be having strong enough regulation to prevent this kind of uh, catastrophe from happening because it is a catastrophe obviously for uh, it will be a catastrophe for a lot of people who will find uh, themselves affected by this because it will spread uncertainty about 
startups, uncertainty about the tech sector. It will be more difficult for that sector to raise capital in the future. We may find other financial institutions are affected by this, like Signature Bank has been, and so on. And so it's not like this is a uh, a great outcome. It just happens to be the best outcome in a bad situation. There's more on this story in the Evening Standard newspaper and online at standard.co.uk. That's The Leader. We're back on Tuesday at 4pm. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season, when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project... There's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.